0: welcome to light for life a podcast where we bring God's truth and grace into your everyday life stay blessed as you listen hello friends it's an honor to speaking with us today I'd like to take my time to share a bit of what i believe is the agenda of god for our lives as a people you know in this time where we are where people are confused disturbed perturbed worried any word you want to use about the current happenings of the world naturally when people get worried there are always theories thoughts conspiracies and prep um, propagandas and all that to make you Would I say disturbed, afraid, troubled, worried? But the truth is that the Bible says, For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of love, power, and of a sound mind. So these three things must remain focal in your head this period. That God, that love comes from God. God has given you power and God has given you a sound mind. A sound mind means that you are intelligent enough to understand the times and the seasons and to know what you should do and what you should not do. Power means that you are no longer afraid. Why? Because you have capacity. You have tenacity, you have the ability to withstand certain things, you are immune because of certain levels of grace and certain levels of influence and certain levels of the anointing of God that is currently upon your life. This is but God has also given us the spirit of love And that is stronger than everything. That love from God is capable to hold, to sustain, and to see you through. Even if you don't have a sound mind as it were, even if you do not feel that you are anointed or you don't have anything called power, there is something called the love and the overwhelming and the excess love of God that is capable, capable, more than capable enough to see you through the Spirit. I just wanted to lay that foundation. Second foundation I wanted to lay is to make you understand that this is not a time to be disturbed because why God has a plan for your life. God has an agenda for your life. God has a purpose for your life. Your life is not just one person. You're not just one of those people. that You're just not anybody. You didn't just come to the air to pass through and leave. There is an agenda of God for you. And that agenda is what I want to make, take my time to. really help to expand, hopefully not just in one podcast, but over several episodes that I will hope to be able to cover. We will talk about what we call the internal agenda of God. What God had always had in mind. Genesis chapter 1, verse 26. I will lay that foundation from there. The Bible says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image and in our own likeness. See, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, and over every creeping thing that creeped upon the face of the earth. So God made man, verse 27, in his own image. And in his image created, he, created him male and female. So God made each and every one of us in his image that's something that i want you to see no matter what you if you're you're not one of the bible scholars you're not studying Haruja, which i implore you to study your scriptures don't just take anybody's words hook line and sinker i encourage you to always take your time to study so that you will know the scriptures for yourself the bible says god made us in his own image so the foundation i'm laying for what i'm talking about is that god made us in his image and in his likeness that that That's so profound to know that i no matter how life was hitting you right now. There's money in your pocket. There's no money in your account. There's money in your account. There's no money. As in whether you're broke, you're rich, you're, you're doing okay, or you're feeling sick, or you're feeling bad. I want you to remember something. That you're not just an ordinary person. God made us in his image. It wasn't Adam. Because by this time, God had not made Adam. God had not created Adam, or God had not formed Adam. But Bible the Bible he created he, him, male and female, God made us. In our own, in his own image and in his own likeness. At least to lay that foundation properly, that we have the very image of God. Hit yourself on the chest and tell yourself, I am the image of God. I am the likeness of God. Sometimes you don't have to even feel it. You don't even have to feel like, well, I'm done. I'm just repeating after the preacher. Yes, yes. But just to go ahead and say, I am the image and the likeness of God. So that foundation is laid, that foundation should remain in your heart, that you are the image and the likeness of God. Now, going forward, the agenda of God, or rather should I say, God is more interested in making you get to heaven. Like most Christians are pushing forward and are trying to be holy. And we're doing everything we're supposed to do so that we don't miss heaven. God is more interested in getting you to heaven than you think you want to go to heaven. But you see, the agenda of God is way beyond heaven. Because if the agenda of God was to save man from sin, the moment you confess Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then there is no need for you to be on the face of the earth anymore because while you have been saved from sin, and so God does not want you contaminated with the world as it were, so he would save you and just pull you to heaven, you would probably disappear from the face of the earth. But God's agenda for our life is bigger than just being saved from sin. As a matter of fact, let me lay and try and wrap this thing up for this period. God was trying to save the earth because of sin. The earth became sinful in Genesis chapter Four Genesis chapter four, the Bible begins to talk about how man had begun to sin, how man had began to live a righteous life, and how man began to get into all kinds of immorality. And the Bible says he regretted God that he had made man. God regretted. God felt like, why did I just do this? But guess what? Even in the midst of that, God said, you know, I'm just going to restart all over. I said, so there's nothing wrong. I think I should just talk to somebody push myself aside. Maybe you're someone, you think that things are not going well for you. There's nothing wrong with pressing the reset button in your life. So back. And God said that, you know, I'm not going to press a reset. I'm just going to do a reset. Let me just do a reset. And God said, you know what, I'm going to do it. A flood is going to come upon the face of the earth and Noah is going to build an ark. Oh, time will fail me to talk about the ark and the power and and the relevance of the ark. But the Bible said that Noah built the ark, his family got into the ark, and the ark sailed and there was rain for 40 days and there was flood for 40 days and 40 nights. But guess what? After the flood, God was still not satisfied. I want you to know that, yes, the agenda of God is not just to save you from sin. It is bigger than sin. The agenda of God is bigger than deliverance from sin. Hallelujah. I'm so excited about that fact, knowing that it's not just about sin and being saved. There is something higher than just being saved from sin. And Jesus profoundly said there was a man who was a beggar, and he was by the side of Jesus in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 6, Matthew chapter 9, verse 6. And Jesus said, But that you may know that the Son of Man has power on it to forgive sins. So there was a man who was paralytic. You know, he was paralyzed and Jesus came and Jesus told him, Go your sins are forgiven. And the fat to see, like I choose to call him, the fat to see and the sad to see. That the Pharisees and the Sadducees said, Oh Jesus, how can you said that you may how can you do that? That for you? Jesus said that you may know that the Son of Man has power to forgive sins. Just to lay foundation for you, that you should know that sin was really, really not the problem of God on the face of the earth. It was not sin that was his problem. As a matter of fact, man's problem was bigger than sin. Sin is actually the outcome of man's problem with God. And God said, so Jesus had forgiven sins. As a matter of fact, I dare to say that he necessarily did not need to. He was not dead. He had not even gone to the cross by this time. But he had the power to forgive sins. I want to lay that foundation for you. That he had the power to forgive sins. So it's bigger than sin, it's bigger than the desire to be saved and to go to heaven. God does not just want to save our souls or save our flesh from sin. God has something bigger than that. The Bible says that God will come down in Genesis chapter 1 chapter 2, that God will come down in the cool of the day to fellowship with us, to talk with Adam, to fellowship with Adam, to fellowship with Adam. So God had always wanted to fellowship with us. God always wanted to be with us, have that relationship, that intertwine, that koinonia, whatever the word that you choose to, that, that intercourse with us, where he can relate, where he can pour his heart on us, and we can pour our hearts to him, and we can come and we can become one, just like a man can become one with his spouse, God wants to become one with us, that has always been the agenda of God beyond it that people think that God wants to destroy man. God has no plan to destroy man. Why would he want to destroy man? The Bible said, it said, if I be lifted up I will draw all men. God wants to draw all men, not one man, not some particular people, not the church goers, not the people who pay tithes and offerings. God wants to draw all men to himself, all men, regardless of who they are, where they've been. And I trust that if you're listening to me, God wants to draw you close. Now you're born again, or you might not be born again. If you're not born again, it's not a hard thing. God wants to really... You don't need to go through any ritual. All you need to do is to say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I accept you as my Lord. I believe that you died for me on the cross of Calvary, And I believe you rose again on the third day that I might have a life with you. I believe in word that says, if any man confesses sin, that you are willing and just to forgive him. I believe in your word that says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That's all it takes to have a relationship with God. Then you start fellowshipping with God on a daily basis. See, relationship grows based on fellowship. They don't grow based on proximity or based on, based on status. Relationship does not grow based on status, they grow by our fellowship, they grow by a communication. Praise God. So I believe in my heart that this is what God wants us to do. God wants us to relate with Him. God wants us to talk with Him. God wants to be closer to us. Friends and brothers, sisters, I want to seize the opportunity to make you understand that God loves us. And God wants to be close to us. There's nothing more. There's no... Let's not get carried away by any high-minded message because that's no longer here to say. We're just here to make you want to establish the fact that God loves us. God cares about us. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, the thought of good. Whatever God is thinking towards you, it's of good. It's not of evil. To give you a hope and a future, to give you an expected end. That's what God is thinking about for you. May the Lord bless your heart. We will continue.